0: Yo guys, I hope you're all good, Duncan Shaw here and welcome back to another episode of the Drop-In Podcast I am joined today by two of my good friends, Danny McCaskill and Robbie Mead It's a little bit of a random one for us because we know each other so well and have been spending so much time together Felt a little bit weird to sit down and do a podcast and um, talk about a lot of the stuff that we already know that each of us know But hopefully you guys will find it interesting we obviously talked a lot about their new video called the slabs which recently got released a couple weeks ago on danny's youtube channel but we also got some pretty good insights on just what it takes to make a viral video and how those guys came to work together thank you as always to you guys for tuning in it is much appreciated thank you to those boys for sitting down with me but without much further ado please welcome to the podcast robbie mead and danny mccaskill Here we are for another episode of the Drop-In Podcast. This is the first time I suppose we've done it with two guests. Um, And it's kind of the first time we've done a special of sorts, in inverted commas, where we're going to be talking about a specific project or event rather than just getting the life story of a guest. But joined here by Danny McCaskill and Robbie Mead. How's it going, boys? very good thanks long time no see yeah it's a bit of a random one isn't it (laughs) we've literally spent the last uh, six months together well longer for me and Danny pretty much yeah chatting a lot so we're here to chat some more yeah but yeah we're here to chat about the the video the slabs which you guys obviously made together that came out a couple weeks ago how's the sort of general feedback been going and how's it well has it been received uh, it's been cool. Yeah, it's always good to
1: have uh, new videos out, you know. Um suppose we just, uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly really sort of well planned out like some of the other films. It was kind of last minute. So, uh, yeah, just sort of cool to spend some time with Sky with all you guys and, uh, yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah, it's about to give you guys a bit of a backstory, I suppose it was uh, myself, Danny, Robbie, um, Rory Semble, who's been working for us. Andy Lawrence who was flying the racing drone and uh, Dave Mack doing photos but um, I guess it'd be cool to hear from both of you guys to give everyone an idea of just how the whole project came to be and how did you end up on top of a big steep slab in the sky. Pretty
2: last minute really (laughs) wasn't it
0: we we had the whole month of September planned and then
2: what was it two weeks or a week before everything got cancelled because of Covid and then we ended up just last minute, a couple of random projects. And that was one of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd kind of known about the slabs for a couple of years, I think. My friend John Smith on Sky from Sky Adventure um, had mentioned about these kind of mythical pieces of rock in the middle of the cones, And uh, yeah, as everything kind of fell through in September, I thought we'd go and check them out, see if there was going to be a writable kind of lineup there. So aye, that's what we did. And I kind of went over with my friends James Sutton and uh, Douglas Sutton, who I grew up with on Sky. And uh, yeah, we just kind of went and the dream was to basically find like a line that goes from a high point all the way to the bottom and that I could kind of join all together, not ride it all at once because you're always going to have to, uh, what do you call it? Well, the drone batteries probably weren't going (laughs) to last that long. And to film it, you're always going to have to do it in like a montage. But I actually kind of wanted to legitly try to ride the whole thing. So. Uh, luckily there was some kind of line there. So
0: it's uh, pretty nuts. So coming from someone who was there and witnessed it. Um, it's definitely hard to kind of translate just not to say that you didn't do a good job, Robbie, but like it is just I guess it's difficult for all filmers and it's something they're always battling with is like figuring out a way of showing just how you steep something is when it comes to showing it on film.
2: Yeah, definitely. I don't think to be honest, I don't think you could do it justice. I think you have to be there to like. I don't know if you can feel exposure on like on watch on like on screen. Mm. I guess you got to almost like stand there, sort of look around and feel it. Yeah. Maybe three hundred and sixty stuff in the future would sort of give that feeling. Yeah. A bit more.
1: Yeah. I'd say. I mean, in the BTS as especially you can see. It's when you see everybody else, clambering on the rocks as well. It gives it some bit more context. It's the feeling when you're on the slabs, it's you definitely feel gravity, I find. Like I I mean, especially on the bike, it's because everyone's on the you know, you're always on the brakes and you're just trying to make sure that the the grips yeah. you're not breaking that you know, you can't you can't break that point where you start going like terminal or accelerating at any time. So you kinda could of constantly feel the sort of draw, the pull to the bottom.
2: Yeah, I think normally like on high stuff you it's flat. Hmm. Typically you can stand on the edge of something because it's flat you don't have that feeling of, like, getting pulled off of it. And I think because everything is just a slab and it's a slope, your feet are
0: always at an angle and you're always sort of wanting to fall off. Well, you don't want to fall off. I think that's, like, one thing I felt was, like, you can basically just never relax from as soon as you, like, step foot on that, like, first little piece of slab from when you basically walk off the end of it at the end of the day. It's, like, you can obviously find little flattish bits and, like, chill, but you're just kind of... You can never. I guess it's kind of like your primal chimp inside of you, like <laughs> sensing at least, like a a sort of base level of fear for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, definitely,
2: nice. I think. Well, especially when we turned up, so you didn't really tell us much about what it was going to be like when we turned up. So we we're not. I don't know. It was a bit of a surprise seeing how much we actually had to climb up and stuff.
1: So yeah, I was. I was feeling pretty. I suppose when I went to go and check out. You know you kind of did the usual clamoring around and of course i was going to be confident enough to actually try to ride down it so i thought ah oh, it'd be all right but then when everybody did turn up I was like, oh yeah <laughs> with not kit. Gonna- yeah yeah with kit and no ropes and not having the experience in the rock as well that's the big thing i think about the coolins yeah. is the of course the gabbro rock that we we're all that they're made out of it's this amazing um grip kind of porous really sort of clean strong kind of rock and when you're walking it with 510s or with good tires or whatever then it just feels well When I mean, you guys can probably yeah watch for it. i just, think that was
0: what was the crack with it is you basically get on it and it's pretty terrifying at first but you slowly which i'm sure it was like on the bike so you like sort of slowly build confidence confidence on it and not that you get complacent but it is you kind of easy to get complacent by yeah. the end of it and you're just like cutting around You're like, oh there's a massive drop down there but yeah,
2: yeah. yeah definitely a shot well it's surprising how grippy it is actually to be yeah. fair like you normal normal rock you'd sort of slide off oh, you, I can mean, feel, you, can, you can feel the sort of like your feet wanting to like slide a little bit
0: yeah until so, you hit a wet patch
1: yeah wet patch <laughs> or the the basalt or whatever it's that runs. There's like veins of that, oh,
0: that kind
1: of, the, aye. Yeah. and are the, there's yeah, a different yeah. color. <laughs> yeah. There's a different type of rock in there that you kind of want to watch out for, especially if it's wet.
0: Well, yeah, basically you've obviously touched on the sort of context. We had another plan of making a different kind of video, which we probably won't go too much into because hopefully after the whole COVID thing, well, hopefully the whole COVID thing <laughs> <laughs> subsides at some point and that project will still happen. But it was very much the sort of last minute we had crew ready to go. So it was a case of just kind of like quickly moving all our sort of resources and efforts onto the slabs. So it was a lot, even though you'd went to see it, it was a little bit sort of last minute and it was very much a case of like, Ransome. yeah, you heard about this thing called the slab. I think you guys had talked about it maybe a little bit between yourselves. And the next time we knew it, we were on top of it. When was the first time that Danny had like mentioned it to you?
2: I think, um, Back in was it May? We were going to do another project. Oh yeah, and that that got cancelled <laughs> oh, <yeah>. as well because <laughs> we had yeah. well, we had two projects at the start of the year that both got cancelled. And I think we were sort of just discussing ideas on WhatsApp, and you sent through some screen grabs of of what the slabs were going to be, which is quite funny. And then we sort of forgot about it, carried on talking about e-bikes or
0: something else. Standard, yeah. <laughs> standard, standard, standard. Danny chat these days. Bye, <laughs> um, but yeah, you'd like shared images of it and stuff like that basically but it was kind of still so it had been mentioned but it was basically in the back burner really wasn't it and the whole plan was to do a different kind of project with more crew from basically all over the world which yeah. obviously because of covid couldn't happen so we I just kind of scrambled stuff together and the next thing we knew it were at the top of that slab how did uh that's what's for daniel how did it feel to like actually first because you literally hadn't had a you'd been up there in your feet but you'd never had your bike up there uh, and then we're straight into like you'd made some pretty bold claims, and then it was like right yeah. now it's time to i mean the start seemed the, the start for me seemed
1: pretty well not relatively straightforward, but it was quite nice riding you know I had a couple of drops as well, which i quite liked, because um, otherwise the line the very you know first shot would have probably been like a bit more straightforward riding wise so the kind of drops added a little bit much sort of trials in there we wall ride. Which I quite liked. It's almost like a squirrel catcher into the line. As you call it in trails or whatever. But um I mean I'd ridden on the rock up there before, you know, the, back in two thousand fourteen filming The Ridge. And I'd kind of ridden some in Glen Coe as well. Um and up on the up in Corrie Lagan um, there's some slabby stuff which I'd kinda of spent a wee bit of time on, kind of and I knew how how confidence-inspiring The Gabbro was even if it's wet it's still pretty grippy so um, yeah it was cool I mean it was cool to have uh, Andy there with uh, Andrew Lawrence there with a racing drone and first time I'd worked with a racing drone um, and just yeah just cool to cool feeling being up there good weather rocks were dry kind of ready to to sort of tackle this sort of mad idea I suppose
0: yeah yeah, for like you Robbie what was it like to kind of get to the top i guess the whole project is quite different for you because obviously you're used to directing as well as filming a lot of stuff but it was very much a case of like directing arm's length with um with andy and fpv and stuff in such a mental location how did it kind of feel to get to the top and it's pretty ideal, to be fair, because I didn't have to have as much kit as normal. I didn't have
2: a bag full of not lenses and batteries and whatnot. I just had GoPros and Andy had all his heavy drones, so it's pretty good. Um, me and Andy worked for years, so it's easy to sort of just trust him to, you know, he's going to do a good job, so it's super easy. Um, but it was cool, like, as soon as you watch back the first shot, you're like, oh, this is this is actually going to be quite yeah. special, Yeah. because really it was... Just going to be like, oh, let's just go and do this quick little project. Go up the slab. We'll shoot some stuff with some GoPros. Release it next week.
0: Yeah. Um, it's and. Like classic ass things, just like your arms and legs. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think though. To be fair, well, we probably should have been a bit more aware of how good it was going to be from seeing the pictures. Yeah. But we sort of went in with it. It's going to be just like a quick, fun little project. Cool yeah. to release something quick.
1: Yeah. As soon as, as soon as, kind of saw the first just looking at the back of the GoPro at the first uh shot you're kind of like oh that's actually it's like it just looks really cool it's yeah. so dynamic with the racing drone kind of zooming around with all that scenery the kind of contrast in the rock color of jacket bike everything was just kind of cool if i don't say so
0: yeah i think it's, it was almost like it seems ridiculous and ironic but not to say that it's like disappointing when you see how good the shots are but when you do see that when we did see those like first shots it was almost like this is class, but it kind of just meant that it just gave the whole project like a different kind of complexion and like raised the stakes to kind of make sure you did it justice. And pretty much, probably from then on, we probably from that first moment we probably realised that this like one day project was no longer a one day project. <laughs> we really need to like make it good enough, well, if Andy as good as, as it could be, basically. Yeah,
1: well, if Andy hadn't crashed the drone, then. <laughs> Then it might have been a one-day project. That was actually nah. true, That's probably. <laughs> which is yeah, which is I guess the well, perfect no,
0: perfect segue into talking about that because we were basically on top of the slab, got maybe <laughs> how many shots? Like we'd two
2: shots. I think we shot yeah. the trailer and the intro shot. Yeah, yeah. Took me quite a while to
1: get get through that first. Yeah, well, the first
2: or, the first line was what forty-five seconds of riding. I think. Or more. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a long section to sort of piece together for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah I think we shot yeah we shot those two shots and that
0: was it yeah and then obviously the went, well, we should obviously say to people we should hopefully they'll have already watched the slabs so and if they um, haven't watched the behind the scenes video they can go and watch that as well either before or after they listen to this and they'll see the the poor drone disappearing off, off the edge. cliff <laughs> <I> <laughs> at least like... it was the drone and not Danny though to be fair I know it was the well yeah that's I mean yeah <laughs> Uh, to be but, sure, I think Andy might have prepared, preferred it to be Danny than his no. drone.
1: <laughs> it's kind of one of those, uh, well, I suppose the emotions are, I was like, hopefully we've got another, dro- I'd seen some other drones in the back of his backpack, but I didn't really realise. If they were for spares. M- or, yeah, uh, or what the what the deal was there. And then, of course, seeing all the footage flying off the side was a bit yeah. frustrating, but. Kind of um, gave
2: it a bit of reality as well, I think. I don't yeah. know, for, for me anyway, watching that, fall off the cliff
0: and just yeah. roll for I don't yeah, know it's probably still going to be all right. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty mad um, um, pretty but yeah so obviously that set us back a fair bit probably like an hour or two hours or something
2: yeah I think, I think probably it took you an hour to get through just piece the first section together Yeah, and then maybe and we
0: were already
2: 30 at like minutes kind of probably like one twelve. yeah it was it definitely took us longer to get to the top as well didn't it yeah
1: yeah, yeah it was true. Well, we had only organized a fishing boat to take us over there the night before. So what did we get seven. get them to? It was seven o'clock. Yeah. That seemed like a reasonable, when you're asking at half past 10 at night, seven in the morning sort
0: of seemed like a, as early as we could sort of justify asking for, I think. Uh, uh, the local could, fishermen pulling, pulling the local favors to get uh, us actually across there. Yeah. Um, and I think we were getting, picked. it was actually, obviously you almost always have deadlines set by the sun essentially when you're filming but on the, with the slabs we actually did have like a hard deadline and that we didn't have any phone reception the guys in the boat didn't have a phone reception it was very much a case of like we will be back here at was it six or seven seven i um, think it was six. or six maybe. i think I mean it was school. i mean so think it, it was six work,
2: but <laughs> did we manage to did we manage to like radio him or something i can't remember i think that. i tried to radio him but we could not
0: picking up so yeah we had that sort of hard deadline so we just had to kind of keep cracking but yeah I guess we did start making pretty good progress but in terms of the I think probably most people are asking I'm sure Robbie and Danny can talk about this is dealing with the sort of well Robbie having to watch Danny take the risks and Danny having to take them themselves like how how does it sort of feel to ride down steep stuff but not only steep stuff but steep stuff with humongous drops on the one side of them. I mean, from my from my side, uh I'd say the first
1: day I'd I had these kind of lines in mind that I really wanted to ride and some of the some of the parts of it were right on the edge of the cliffs. Um and I think I kind of got a feel for the tires, kinda got a feel for the rock, um and definitely wasn't able to commit to dropping into the full things that I, you know, the way I wanted to do them. <clears throat> so you kind of it it ended up on the first day being more of trying to film a montage of getting down the rock kind of filming the parts that I was able to do um but I wouldn't say I don't know I find being up in the the hills like that not very like actually really relaxing I could I don't know there's something about being on the edge of drop maybe ignorance is bliss yeah you know but when it's practical not going over your head Sort of no tricks involved, kind of riding, and you're just riding down. It's this all stuff. quite tangible, isn't it? Yeah, it's just about being in control, and you're kind of used to that. You know, it's you're kind of maybe used to doing sort of more dramatic versions of being in control, where you're maybe your life's maybe not at risk. But I find just I find it quite generally quite relaxing to to ride down into some of these exposed lines, and if anything, having a big drop on the side makes it in some ways easier from my side because I don't have to I just have to be careful and not fall off a cliff. But from a footage point of view, if from a film point of view, uh it it's like doing a you know, the biggest banger trick ever kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so like I feel comfortable and in control. But of course, the feeling that you guys must get watching must be a different feeling. You know, when your pals obviously you probably Trust that I know, you know. Yeah, it's within my kind of ability, but I'd
0: find it hard watching you guys do it. I think. Yeah, I definitely think it's a unique feeling watching stuff like that firsthand. But I think, I think for the slabs, like as a rider myself, I did kind of have quite a bit of confidence. Maybe not one hundred percent that it was going to be all right. I think it's more of those ones where you can kind of like, depending on what your vantage point is because obviously Danny in his head is maybe like clocked, like a bit where the rock runs out or something. And you're like suddenly thinking, has he noticed it? But he obviously has. It's kind of like being in a car with someone, isn't it? But you had some pretty funny moments, Robbie, in the BTS. Where you're talking about literally trying to film stuff without your eyes open because, yeah, you basically don't want to watch.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, I think, well, most of it was fine. I think 90% of it was fine. It was just that last slab. And yeah. on the... On the first day we went up, it started raining as well, so it was all—it was pretty slip. It was getting a bit slippy. Yeah. And the first slab had no runoff. It was just mm-hmm. one sort of slab of rock that went down into a boulder field. Yeah. So you could sort of picture—well, my imagination could picture <laughs> what, running wild. Yeah, it was ret- <laughs> running wild. Imagining what would happen, and then just before you dropped in, you. Sort of tipped over. You lost balance and tipped over, and you hadn't done that all day. Yeah. So I think that sort of made me quite nervous. And it was, <laughs> I think this was also one of the only shots I actually filmed. So I oh, stood yeah. on the side trying to film you come down, and then you just started skidding. I was like, Oh no, this yeah. is not good. So I just had to close my Did eyes. Did you actually close your eyes? I think I like I closed them and opened them straight away <laughs> because I was like, Well, I'm just going to do a bad May job. Well if, see yeah. where it
1: goes. Just close them, and if I get to the bottom, hey,
0: Danny probably closed
1: his <laughs> eyes as well. Like, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> And luckily
1: you put your foot down and it was all right. It wasn't like, yeah, when it started raining, it was definitely getting on the limit a wee bit. But the idea was to try to just get a film done in the day. Mm -hmm. So, as I say, it's kind of montage of trying to get down. It would be nice to just have an end shot of the slab, the bottom slab. To be honest, when I, even looking at the full line that I'd sort of dreamt about riding on that slab, it was hard to picture, you know, with what else I'd been tackling that day, it was hard to picture whether or not I was going to be able to even do it in one kind of line. So just trying to get that bottom part where have just finished the film. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it was definitely on the limit. Well, and some, and, you know, as soon as I got, as soon as I got on the bike, the bike started accelerating a wee bit, which is exactly what you don't want. Uh, you just want it to be, completely in control the whole way and then but i managed to kind of do a wee skid turn just by robbie all but the skids as a kid
0: finally coming to to pay good. off like a big 90 skid <laughs> but we still had probably about one like 90 feet of descent or something to yeah, get to the bottom yeah, it was it was disgusting. Disgusting. yeah i think like, the bts kind of shows it but like I say it's just impossible to show just how steep that stuff is
1: yeah, if you started running on that, then it would be you couldn't. You'd be <laughs> doing you'd be doing like sixty mile an hour into into a boulder field at the bottom, which would. I don't.
2: Yeah. I don't think you'd even run. I think you'd do like four steps and you just end up taking off. But you'd not, be not like on my bouncing. feet. I'm
1: meaning just on the trying to oh, just on the ride. Bike. I'm just meaning trying to ride out on yeah. the bike and, you know, you just. No, oh, you couldn't. It would just be a ragdoll mess. I think. But anyway, no. it didn't happen. So <laughs> yeah, so that was the first thing was basically.
0: Uh, yeah, first day basically picking up, picking all the sort of not easy. I don't want to say easy lines, but basically getting, finding a way down. I think we did so everything we did pretty the, much. First yeah. yeah. day, bottom. everything,
2: everything by the bottom got done.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't started, drop yeah. in quite, quite as high as I'd like done. Some of the more exposed stuff. Yeah, I had to kind of go down in a way. I managed to get through them, but not
0: quite how I dreamt. But yeah, so we got that, got the bulk of the sort of route done, and then the one-day project quickly became a two-day project, which is still relatively, um, that's quite short for a dining project, as we've since found out for the last few, few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a case of basically waiting for the weather, another weather window, because I think it was like, I think we were booked to stay in Sky for like another 10 days and it just rained so much, we ended up leaving. And then we came back a couple of weeks later and got a sunny day, went back and yeah. Did you? I can't even remember off the top of my head. Did you then redo, reshot quite a lot because the weather was even better, wasn't it? I think we... In terms of like riding different lines. I think we reshot
2: everything but the intro. Yeah, I
0: and he was too scared. That was <laughs> yeah. the one
2: after <laughs> riding off his drone last time, yeah. <laughs> didn't want to do it again. Um, yeah. Well, we didn't have as many drones this time. We had. I think we only had two spares. Yeah. Right. I think crash yeah. the rest or one spare no? Uh, From what we had two spares to start, ah, I think, kink. and then we did end it up again with one spare <laughs> at the end of the oh, day. Killed energy
1: one as well in the second. Yeah, I managed to get some new tires for the second oh, yeah, day, forward. so I got some like softer compound, um, like downhill uh, Continental Kaisers, and I was really keen to give them a test on the rock because. I mean the, the standard Kaisers are pretty soft but I was I was on their limits you know going into stuff some of the really um, steep stuff before but with the new tyres as soon as it got on I was like awesome. yeah I was really keen to kind of get up to the high stuff to kind of uh, drop right into the top of the really steep exposed kind of cliffs and um, yeah it was just a light although because of the soft compound the you know the rock's pretty much like a cheese grater so every run you were doing I was physically seeing deterioration in the
0: rubber you know so it was yes, they're essentially like formula one tires aren't they where they're just like pure performance yeah like longe- right. longevities yeah. out the window um I mean any really- any
1: tire even like you know um completely standard tires take an absolute beating on that rock your shoes all your gear everything just takes a beating on it but you know I'd have liked to have maybe done a bit of kind of sliding sideways doing some different you know more st- not stylish stuff in the rocks but you know quite like the look of sort of sliding a bit around but there was no skidding possible on those tires because
0: they would just fall to pieces Yeah, it was pretty insane like the grip that you were getting yeah um so yeah she so basically reshot some of the stuff because it was you wanted to do some different lines down the top parts as well as just have better weather and then slowly worked worked her way down to what was the sort of elephant in the room which was that sort of like final slab of doom slab that you'd already slipped on a few weeks before and yeah how did it finally feel to well I know i well, probably asked Robbie first like it because I know I was absolutely shitting myself watching it <laughs> after seeing what had happened
2: yeah it was um I guess coming back to it because we've seen it before so you have a little bit more sort of fear from watching it already um I guess for us, we couldn't see it though, could we? So yeah. we were sort of like half peeking to try and watch it. We didn't really know what to do because you sort of feel a bit at a bit loss. Helpless. Yeah, and helpless because we're not filming. We're not looking at the shot through the racing drone goggles. So we just sat there and, and we're chilled. having to keep
0: out of shot as well, essentially. Yeah. It's not like we can go at the bottom and be like, I can say it now, because not technically, but like something must to go wrong. It's mm-hmm. not that if you could have been at the bottom to like help dan mm. if he had like crashed whatever because no he wanted to be yeah. a shot <laughs> <It's laughs> no, no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was pretty it was pretty terrifying though wasn't it like trying to kind of glance over and see what's going on but yeah. it's
1: fu- it was a funny emotion for me doing it because i wasn't i genuinely wasn't even i wasn't even scared or nervous really for it you mm. know compared with how I normally I'm filming, you know, where I have been for the last few weeks filming the sex games part. And you know, if I'm doing like tr- tricks where it's involves like a new technique, I was just kind of waiting for the drone to be up and I don't know, felt just completely calm and kind of going into it really.
0: I guess you're just so committed to it as well. And yeah. even though you could obviously have walked away from it, but the fact that like you'd spent two days mm. putting together amazing footage of this route and it could still have been used for a club. If you didn't get that last descent, but it wouldn't necessarily have been in your head as well as video, the sort of full sort of finished piece that it was.
1: My dream was to really try to get across the, it's the middle of the very top, just as in the shot where you kind of drop out of the light. And then you have to make this traverse across the slab, which is the worst part because it's so blank and I mean, even to be out there on foot, you know, with with hands and feet on the rock, you really feel exposed. You know, yeah, there's sure. nothing. But when you try, when you're on the edge of the tyres, whilst trying to break as well, because you're kind of traversing and going down, then you've got, you know, way less tyre on the rock. So it was like a real, it felt kind of like quite high wire-esque, you know. You yeah. were like really, I was just really trying to get across to the next part and then... Um, sort of eke my way down the sort of far side so but yeah totally I actually just really enjoyed it, it was quite a powerful feeling being glad out you, there
0: I'm glad you did
1: I know I mean I, yeah <laughs> but I was quite confident I, I, I mean maybe it's the reason that I could do it like I felt confident in my ability to be in balance and if things were going wrong to like be calm about losing you know like you see me doing a little stoppy trying to turn and like i'm comfortable in that position where if i need to i could kind of put a foot down yeah. and try to get my, you know it's what you do in trials bike all the time so you know you just try not to panic that's the main thing I want to. yeah
0: luckily you didn't and luckily uh, you made it down yeah it's a cool feeling yeah it's cool it was definitely like a cool uh Cool to sort of not only know that, like, such a good film's in the bag, but then also, like, I'm sure myself and Robbie can testify that it's also just a relief that Danny's still alive. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely a relief. Really <laughs> I didn't even know what we'd have done, to be fair. Just
1: leave me. Just leave me there. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, what thinking about. No. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't. the thing that is, ignorance is bliss on that stuff. Like I said, it's... To be fair, there was no...
2: It was. We weren't really messing around though up there either. Like no. you tested everything on like safe parts. Yeah. Yeah. And you w- quickly realised it was all fine. So it's. Yeah.
0: yeah, I say that as like a, partly joking. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. very much like a calculator. It like it's a calculator. Oh yeah. Isn't it? it's not, We're not.
1: You're not rolling into that. Like I'm. I was rolling into that. Thinking. Well, I might not make it to the bottom. But I'm not gonna. You know, like there's a. It, yeah. it seemed like a low probability that I was going to fall off it, you know, it would have just been a, get to a point where I'm going, nah, that's too much, feet down, you know, and, you know, call it how it is. Yeah. I think so. That, yeah, luckily it worked, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those tires made such a difference and just to eek my way through it, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and we did, did we lose a GoPro on the second day as well? And yeah, we did, didn't we? On the uh, um, No, we lost a drone. Well, yeah, we didn't, sorry, we didn't lose nine. a drone. We had a drone crash, yeah. but we didn't yeah. lose anything. Yeah. Um, we got that one back. Yeah. It was just broken. Yeah. So luckily. So we literally put. You did get the last shot with the last drone. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because sure. yeah, Andy crashed it whilst testing the last shot, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But uh, yeah. so that was basically all the clips in the bag back to the accommodation. And then I guess for the sort of less glamorous part of editing altogether. I think kind of already knew that you were on something like pretty, pretty good, but I suppose that'd be an interesting part, an interesting sort of thing to discuss is how important music is, um, in accompanying. Oh man, <laughs> music! I say important stroke, complete nightmare. Oh. <laughs> of finding the oh, right that's... music, like you've obviously put a lot of sort of onus on finding the perfect music to go with all your videos that you've I mean, ever done. I mean, how was this one?
1: Yeah. I suppose, well, I'm not talking on your behalf there, but the, the film was kind of going to roughly edit itself because it was like a linear, you know, storyline from top to bottom kind of thing. So, um, uh, it, the yeah. The music
2: had to fit. Yeah. It, well you that, couldn't, there was, I guess normally you can use the song and then sort of use that to sort of base your edit around and yeah. sort of move clips around, time it with the song. Yeah. But this was the other way around. You had to time the song to
0: of the film, which was the hard part. Oh, yeah, because it just immediately rules out, like, yeah. 99% of all the music out there, because yeah. it's like, well, I don't know how many, thousands of tracks. It's 20 you hours. You in- watched that video with it over. Oh, my goodness. I think 20, 20 hours in the playlist or something, I oh, really? think,
1: or 20, like, 21 hours. Because the music's the music really what, it really gives the, the film... You know, like an emotion, I suppose, or like a, a feeling, so it was uh yeah, just trying to find something I was looking for something that had a wee bit more kind of goosebumps, you know that kind of first drone shot it's just kinda of really cool, kind of reveal, and then the long shot, you kind of feel like you're on this kind of bit of a journey down, but trying to find the a track that had the right sections that had the you know ideally I had like a section that would fit this minute or however long the first shot was and then kind of go into different sessions. I had some low points for the slow stuff where it breaks down and then comes back up and uh yeah we we're pulling our hair out over it weren't we oh well, it took, it took ages
0: uh, yeah i guess it's like the main thing that meant that it took so much time to basically get out was the music mm. otherwise it could literally have been out within a few weeks of the shoot I and mean, when we had
2: do we spend a month looking for a song afterwards and then another month or two trying to license that song yeah and yeah and that brought us to january i think well like chris i think christmas time we knew we got the song yeah the song was licensed like by the end of december um
0: so i think like arcade fire to use, use arcade fire and uh which is obviously the final selection that got used to use Arcade fire is probably something you've thought about for a while and looked at other videos and wasn't necessarily like probably wouldn't have expected to necessarily have the budget to have for this video but the fact that it was just a sort of self-produced video was almost the reason that we were able to get that track because I think they're maybe quite particular about who they licensed. They're obviously not just about the money and it's not it's it's more about what the video is I think for them. That's the sort of guy the sort of vibe I got from speaking to them anyway so how did it feel to kind of like actually hear that it was a possibility to use that track
1: yeah it was definitely a relief because we had tried so many different tracks uh, to the footage and so many good parts you know the amazing intros but it just missed the kind of the low point or didn't have the right ending or all this kind of different stuff and then to finally get the no cars go track was pretty cool i think it's another uh song jack from skate video i'm just slowly making my way <laughs> through uh it was in there fully flared back in oh yeah was it 2008 or something like that one of my favorite just films i would say of all time yeah. you know it was really sort of an iconic piece and uh yeah i think it's the second song i've used out of that film so far
0: so. <laughs> just slowly working <laughs> yeah <through it>, like... second <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so so to such things on the podcast like i that. mean you guys you know <laughs> you know you got to have your
1: inspirations, but I've, I mean, I've loved Arcade Fire for years and, you know, since 2010, um, looked at trying to use them for, uh, way back home. Um, and used to look, ride streets to them all the time, you know, back when I was working the bike shop in Edinburgh. So pretty cool to actually have that track on a, on a film now.
0: I guess it'd be interesting to hear how you guys actually ended up starting to work together. I know we briefly talked about it before we started recording tried to stop you so you weren't giving it all away um yeah how did you guys actually do you remember when you first shot together or first met it was back in 2012 working for Stu
2: thompson yeah. um working on that chris hoy piece that's um, right yeah.
0: in my skin suit my aero helmet yeah just trying to first
2: impressions so that <laughs> was a project
0: in the in the, the new glasgow velodrome just named after chris hoy sir chris hoy sorry um yeah, and you were you basically taken in as the steady, yeah. steady cam operator?
2: Yeah, so right. at the start, that's why I sort of specialised in the steady cam stuff. Yeah. Um, so did that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was cool. And then
1: I, I suppose we really forged our, our time, our kind of working relationship uh, during the filming of Imaginate. I think that
0: was when. Uh, Oh. That's probably when Robbie really got a taste of what it's actually like to work with you. Started losing my hair then as well, I think. Yeah. Never really fully recovered.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean there was I just remember some days, um, you know, like trying to do that ball there was a few there's a few ones in that film, wasn't there? That I remember trying to do the ball front flip to the, <laughs> to the the ball front flip to the railway track. And Robbie was um using a steady cam, which is before the kind of modern, more sort of gimbal yeah. uh, stabilizers that you get nowadays for the you know like movies and whatever else, um, it's like a big long pole with a with weights in the bottom. You've got a Canon, I think it was a C two hundred, quite a heavy camera on the top. It's a TV broadcast camera, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> and then I had so I had to have tons of weights, and it's all held on this like one handle, one arm. Very delicate thing to use, and
0: <laughs> like Danny's, Robbie's like watching Danny like explain, yeah, like explain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he actually, uh, is he explaining yeah, it correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, but I mean, and then I was trying to do tricks that was, really hard you know. to use. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think it is
2: though. Like it's oh it's, yeah, it's, it's really... definitely like a lost art that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Mm. Yeah. So now you see all of these gimbal shots, which sort of anyone can essentially do nowadays. There's like still a bit of skill to the movement but you can give a gimbal to a kid and they'd be able to do something fairly decent.
1: I mean, those steady cams like completely transformed filming in the action sports world. Really, you know, it was a way of not just having, not just using a zoom camera or maybe using wide angle, sort of more skateboard style. This, you could kind of run with it and, you know, you can manipulate the pole a wee bit so that you can actually kind of get tight in and, Mm -hmm. But yeah, trying to do these, some of the lines, technical lines that I was trying, where it's like 400 takes in a row with no, no um, rest. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> the thing. Because no you think, I mean, from my feeling, it's like the next, it's the way my brain is. I'm like, the next one, surely. If you roll the dice enough, it's going to
0: happen. Yeah, it's not as if you can be like, oh, I'm going to practice this. Mm. Robbie. take a break. And then once I've kind of like pulled it once... We'll come do you're like, no, we're gonna this is gonna take a few yeah, well, a few right, hundred yeah. goes, and you just need to make sure you, you're filming that yeah, when yeah. it happens, you've not messed up the shot. I guess that's
2: yeah, it's a, a little bit more chill nowadays with the gimbal because then, because you basically with the steady cam, you have one hand sort of balancing it and sort of adjusting sort of where it's pointing, and that's super delicate. So, if you like shimmy that a tiny bit, a couple of mil, it pans a couple of inches almost at the top, yeah. Um. So you are today. You've got to make sure that that shot. Yeah, like it's basically
0: great. like a. It's like a weight bearing plus. It's like a, ref, not. It's just not just a case of holding something heavy. That it's like holding something heavy whilst being, delicate, yeah. which is definitely well, like an art. And I'm in the, yeah, just. I just have. But that was a, that was it. Was those
1: times where, I was going. We were we were going through it together, just over and over again. I would always be asking are you all right you know do you need rest it was never it was like nope no, nope. just hiding it all hiding all probably batteries almost running out everything kind of really being on the limit but it
0: was we got them done and then yeah I, so. I think like the standout one is obviously to give a bit of context is like we're in it's the imaginate set which is obviously one of your biggest videos to date we're in the Glasgow old transport museum and the line that you're doing is the whole length of basically the museum where you're doing like a front flip over the ball to land on a railway track which was already there. Like end all, yeah, like
1: landing so it's front flip onto the ball and then land two wheels to ride along the railway track to then get to a certain point about maybe 12, 15 metres along the track to then 180 across the track. I did dream about trying to get up the platform but that was just to try to get to the 180 and that would be a cut point and yeah i mean what did we work out was like i can't remember was it five or five or ten kilometers uh robbie ended up running with this camera next
0: to me did we not like work out and it was like oh robbie's done like 7k and then you're like someone was like well actually no he's also having to walk back yeah (laughs) so we should have to double it then i think that's what it was i think it was 5k and then it doubled up to 10 or something so you basically done a 10k with your arms yeah. out
2: holding like I do think that was a bad one though I think the pencil the, Yeah. the, the pencil. pencil one was a mission because that was over two days I think we spent a whole day of just 300 tries oh my god oh, so
0: that's basically like writing up the pencils the skinny pencil, across. across. Yeah. yeah and then 180, 180 across. across
1: and then oh down. goodness it's funny thinking about those lines and that
2: one was like 300 tries first day and then 250 the second day and it was like the end of the day you pulled it
1: I'm just a big funny, really am I <laughs> you know just, I, I think it's good.
0: Right. I, I think it's one thing you've shown this year, especially with like the archive stuff that you've released on your channel, where it's good for people to see mm-hmm. that it isn't just something that happens overnight, and not just with actually getting the skills in the first place, but then just, even once you've, I think it's started filming, it'll still take I don't know if two, the three, right way to four, go about five it, more yeah. days.
2: <laughs> I think it's a good it's a good way for people to do it. I think it'd be better if more people did it like that because I think if you don't well if you cut the corners and try and do stuff quick you can't sort of push the
1: progression of the sport yeah so i think it, it's like a good good thing for the sport maybe, really. maybe i'm cutting the corners quick though and rather than learning it beforehand i just it's hard to, it's hard hard to learn some of the else. stuff yeah you, it, yeah, yeah there's
2: commitment involved with like how do you practice the ball onto yeah. a train track <laughs>
1: it's a way of doing it it's a way of going i think in with my own riding like i have my riding level that you know we've all
0: you can get when you go out riding street yeah you can have
1: your your sort of base riding level but then it's pretty cool to kind of go right to the kind of fringes of your ability trying to get something that you know is going to be really hard to put together in one go and but you know if you try enough pretty much 98% of the time 99% of the time we get it but it might just take
0: It's kind of like getting a hole in one in golf or something, isn't it? Where, like, your skill can... Like, when you go so tech, not to take anything away from you, it's like you can only... The human's probably only capable of actually, like, consciously getting it to a certain level. And then some of the tricks, you then just need to have, like, a little bit of luck involved and it's kind of like, I don't know, just putting it in the ballpark and then trying another 100.
1: Yeah.
0: Or maybe, well definitely more than 100 what is it? do you know what the most it It'd be quite interesting to
1: i think the that one the the gymnasium gymnasium run to sort of bump uh ghosty to bike you should With probably explain
0: what ghosty means
1: to Sorry, yeah, ghosty wow well, and we used to call it a ghosty when i was a kid where you basically cycle on your bike and then you just push the bike from underneath you and it rolls away, you know, upright. Like a
0: ghost cycling.
1: Yeah, like a ghost <laughs> cycling. And then you would sometimes run and catch it if you could, or other times your bike would just fall over. But the idea was that in the in the gymnasium film, I had like a gymnastic springboard with like a pommel horse afterwards with mats on the other side, um, which you tried in different configurations. Um, the mats were mainly there for my bike and the idea was that i'd push the bike it would hit, from it would hit the springboard and then spring up the way and then as the back wheel hit it kind of put the bike up at like a 50 degree angle the back wheel would catch the pommel horse and then do a front flip and my dream was to then jump from the springboard and try to catch it mid-air catch the bars and then get on the pedals and land to flat on the other side but after i don't know maybe 200 goes in the first day I didn't, I wasn't getting to the point where I was going to be able to catch that. So we started playing with trying to put my feet on it and then catching it. And I think we tried about 800 attempts or something like that at it. And my legs, because I don't run. Did and you know,
0: break your knee or something?
1: I bruised, uh, ended up like, uh, one of the muscles ended up like bruising my bone like a repetitive yeah like a repetitive strain because i literally never run and, and you're also st- <laughs> i mean if i ran if i ran as a mile right now um like a yeah, decent pace the next day. yeah like the doms would be pretty serious in my legs because i'm really not conditioned for running at all so uh, trying to do this thing where i was like it was almost like trying to run downhill as well because you're kind of decelerating the body and then trying to accelerate and all sorts of stuff. But
0: anyway. It worked was, in the end. That I love the, the idea of if you haven't seen that clip, if someone's listening to this podcast without having seen it, they'll oh, be like dude. literally like, what the hell is he so The the
1: like, bike, The bike, uh, like I'd always dreamt of trying to make my bike, like I see it in skateboarding. Do a flip
0: without you basically. Yeah. it is kind of like a kickflip, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's like I see it in skateboarding where... They do off a step, don't they? A lot
2: of people yeah. are like do a ghost ollie almost at the bottom step and like no comply up. Yeah,
1: or you know, and the and the. But of course, a bike doesn't roll properly, you know,
0: it'll it'll roll for a certain amount of time, but then veer off and end up being just a silly idea. But I know every times, uh, every time's different. I'm sure the emotions vary. But what's the typical feeling when you do actually pull a trick like that? Because sometimes after being there myself, like sometimes it's maybe. Not quite the celebration you'd perhaps expect after getting it after say three hundred goals, six hundred goals.
1: I think uh, I need to maybe learn to celebrate more because I'm sometimes a bit moody when I do this stuff <laughs> and some. But um, I think if you if it happened really fast, if you could just if you were doing like a real sort of banger, scary thing, and you just did it first, second, third go, then I think you'd be quite like I'd be stoked and jumping up and down. But once it goes past a certain uh, part, especially if it's more trick-based and if I've been mucking around trying to do run-ups and it's getting a bit more mentally challenging, fear starts picking up and just the emotions start running, then it's it just gets a bit more frustrating. And I know I'm going to do it. You know, it's like a given that unless... It starts blowing a hoolie or it starts raining or the sun goes down behind the hills i'm going to do that trick that day yeah. but it just can be a bit of a a mental battle to to get my my body to do what my mind knows it can do kind of thing so
0: yeah yeah it's an interesting one it's definitely an emotional roller coaster for Oh. Yourself watching and watching uh, Oh, it's, <laughs> everyone else involved. If anybody <laughs>
1: listening is, if they've got any good tips for, uh, don't know, trying to
0: deal with fear. Dealing with
1: fear, yeah. Maybe I should be. Maybe you're coming on looking to see
0: how I deal with it, but not well. <laughs> still looking. Well, you must well. You're obviously doing it. Doing something, right? Oh, I don't know. Just, managed to get there. I'm just lucky the to have that. I'm just lucky to have the
1: right crew. I think if I wasn't doing this stuff for you guys, then it would be.
0: Probably embarrassing to. You maybe know. be that could be a good thing. Yeah, maybe. I'd say that sometimes I'd say I observe that happening sometimes with our projects where, like, some, sometimes someone external from without the crew, like, say, comes, like, uh, James. Ah, yeah. From there, was bit, Bike there was a Art bit. The there a day, but. and it's a bit like, right.
2: Hammer
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. Just somebody who's pace. not in the bubbles watching might. Be talking about this. I need to like get it. Yeah, done. maybe
1: i need maybe I need, maybe I should start doing it live. You should just
0: start planning that on the yeah. side like as like Texting
2: like, get you Could do some sort of live stream. People
0: pay uh, into I mean,
1: anything. I would. I would do anything to to be able to deal with it better.
0: I guess you know. it's all relative though, because if you then, well, I suppose it would mean you do scarier stuff, and then but then like sort of reward of it might still just kind of. I don't think correct I, itself for that. If you know what I mean.
1: I just don't, I don't think I'd be trying scarier things because I'm, I already feel like I, I feel like I kind of go, I, I, I feel like I push my kind of personal limit fairly hard, you know, for what my, where my riding levels at and the stuff I choose to try to do. But it's just this frustrating, annoying, instinctual fear that's yeah. within you.
0: And it's just. I mean I guess it is just there to keep you safe. But yeah. it, it it, it's it. funny how it doesn't
1: it doesn't kick in up on the slabs. You know, I'm up yeah. on the up on the heights, I'm just just, because as long as the riding's like fairly straightforward, I find it so relaxing. It's just when you get lower down and I'm um, to know just worrying about sort of breaking a breaking an arm or land on my bum like my back's usually a bit delicate so the idea of like landing ass first doing a front flip or something doesn't really mm. appeal
0: to me that day so sure. that's funny just i don't know that's interesting i guess that's a good time to ask robbie uh he's now a father the boys were saying that we should ask what's uh Who's easier to deal with? A newborn baby or a uh, Danny <laughs> filming when he's having one of his meltdowns?
2: <laughs> depends on what the, what day really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nah, No, it's not that bad. Um having a baby that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I dunno. It's pretty Pretty equal, I'd say. Yeah,
0: well, I guess whatever, whatever happens. I, I can't guess, really, I can't both, really say anything. I guess <laughs> like, both. I guess even both I uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I guess both are awarding in their own ways. Sonia you're me. You're all right. <laughs> the harder something is, the more uh, the better it feels when it's. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I think so. I think. Um... I think how you approach stuff is more calculated, not than a baby, <laughs> but, but yeah. like He's I think. I think how it's I don't know I don't it doesn't stress me to like deal with or be there because yeah. you know it's for the greater good it's it's the way that you actually get something done you're not gonna hurt yourself mm. and I think that's maybe what you worry about is that other people don't necessarily do that and and yeah it's it's different but at the same time if you approach it how other people would with like some of the stuff you just wouldn't be able to do it I don't think I think that
1: the hard stuff when you're doing the I mean, I'm usually filming uh, projects where it's just, you know, be like myself doing the writing and then with quite, well, nowadays, you you know, on the recent projects, you've had quite a big team of folk that are kind of there to work on it as well. And you try to go through the process, especially when it's more technical tricks or it's like trying to get through it and, and trying to stay healthy enough to, to do the next you know to do the next day and the next day so there is a bit of a fear of just trying it's, n- it's not necessarily just a fear of hurting myself to kind of it's like a fear of hurting myself so i can't do the next one the next thing so you're trying to just make sure that you do it like perfect when you get that you know i know, guess community. you
2: prioritize everything as well don't you typically yeah projects you start off with the easiest thing and you slowly build the whole way through yeah. Um, yeah. and stuff and yeah, sometimes like, like people don't, don't yeah
1: realize. yeah if you're starting something yeah you want to you want to start off with the easy stuff and then maybe about halfway you start kind of getting in the bigger stuff and the more you get on film the uh, more that you have to motivate you to to push for the last stuff it's
2: funny actually how much thinking of like how much motivation you get at the end of it like Epigram, yeah. for instance, like how you maybe do like one or two tricks each day yeah. throughout the sort of 20 days that we were there. And then the last last day was like five tricks or yeah. six tricks just or something. just trying to get the
0: just last like done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. enjoy the deadline. Yeah. So yeah. I hate <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. It can be productive though. Yeah. It's amazing what like uh, a little bit of that does to I get think, you going. I think you need it though because like,
2: I don't know, I speak for probably all of us sort of try and be a bit perfectionist here. And you sort of you worry about all the little details. And yeah. unless you've got a deadline, you're gonna be worrying about those details forever. Yeah. And just changing and changing and changing.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um that's another thing I was gonna ask Robbie was um you've obviously shot loads of different stuff, riding stuff, all sorts of corporate stuff I'm sure, back in the day. How does it in terms of like getting shots and stuff? when I mean, you're talking about getting that balance of like when you're not when you're filming say Danny for example, you're not gonna get a second chance to shoot it, how do you sort of get that balance right between
1: yeah. being do you, creative and Yeah,
0: trying and to do basically something. whether it's a pull focus or some sort of technical shot to basically make sure that I guess when Danny does it you capture something and get. Mm, I say
2: sometimes you sort of pushed it a little bit. Like the shots aren't always that straightforward. Yeah. I think the gimbal stuff Mm. And steady cam stuff before has always been pretty some of it's been pretty hard. Um never do pull focuses though. <laughs> Very rarely well, well, probably, well, it's pull focus to people who are pull focus faster. is it's when you manually follow, follow um Danny with the focus ring, so you're slowly turning it as he comes closer or further away. But you've got the risk of if you mess that up, he goes out of focus and then the shot's pretty ruined. So the consequence is quite high. Um whereas the gimbal, at least if you're doing like a gimbal or steady cam shot, at least if you slightly pan, you might clip feet or the head a tiny bit, which isn't well, is pretty bad, but you're less likely. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean that's something that's something where I'm you know, uh our relationship over the last few years, it's like you kinda learn to completely trust, you know. Uh, well,
0: I completely trust Robbie. with Yeah, it. like if you're going to be sending something, that's, especially if it's scary, that you know it's going to. Yeah, be you don't want
1: to. You don't want to see somebody getting too just too sort of fancy. And <laughs> yeah, the, uh, pouring a, late yeah he's <laughs> away. He's away in the bushes <laughs> somewhere. <laughs>
0: he's
1: away in the bushes, trying to. Oh yeah, that's looking good. You know, um, you know, you want to just sort of make sure the the writing's showing to scale, yeah. and you're, you know, but that's why I work. That's Have You ever had any
0: so, moments where like. I can't think of one where you've maybe like not press record or something. <laughs>
2: There's got to be one. I think. I'm trying to think of one that, an example. Cascadia. There was one where I clipped. I think I clipped your feet in a shot, but because I had, I, I put four GoPros on the movie on the gimbal. Yeah. And um, just for that Tell sort of it. situation, you no. remember that it was um that rooftop where you skidded down on the red mm-hmm. rooftop, hopped onto the wall, and then free tapped into the lower rooftop. Oh yeah And we had like the 4K angle The 1080 angle Oh yeah I do remember But way. it was a really quick movement Yeah that? it was just It was like super subtle um, It was like maybe you Clipped your head by like An inch or something mm. um, But there was another camera That I think we used instead anyway So it
1: was fine. Oh, that was such a fun project to work on
0: Yeah it's Cascadia and Grand Canary for GoPro Which yeah. has recently become Your most most, possible, most, viewed, yeah. most viewed video ever It's been a bit of a dark horse yeah, it's random. During London people yeah. started watching it again. It's had over 100 million, which is pretty insane.
1: Yeah. That was yeah. another... That was a fun one, wasn't it? It's was just...
2: Oh, that was... I think that was probably one of the best, just for, like, enjoyment. Um, yeah. We had such a good crew from GoPro just feeding us every day as well, so it was pretty ideal. Beats we're good to Greg's when we're working, when it's just us, like... Oh, yeah. as <laughs> instead of Greg's and Starbucks every day. Yeah.
0: What's, uh, when it comes to viral videos... The one want you say like, do you need to give us like a complete formula blueprint, but you've always got a bit of a track record. Well, both of these have a bit of a track record for making viral videos. What is the sort of standout things that you sort of look to always include in a video to make sure it resonates with well, the that's masses? That's a good question,
1: isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'd say from my side, I'm lucky that trials, um, seems to be quite relatable to the masses you know uh well from our side you know we're obviously all riders and uh it's not overly technical you know it's not kind of gone down i mean there is it is possible to do the kind of riding where you're doing the sort of bar spins tail whips opposite spins all this kind of different stuff whereas i kind of quite like to find something that's sort of fairly straightforward and practical kind of riding wise location makes a huge difference um Ideally, if you're going to go out and shoot a video, the easiest way to do it is to find a location where all the riding's in one place. So if, for whatever reason, you're not feeling doing a big trick that day or the weather conditions aren't quite right for doing some of the higher stuff, you can just move over and work on on uh, like another part that day. That's always a, a quick and easy one. Um, location, what would you say? Location, then finding like creative kind of cool riding ideally with some technical stuff either balance or some sort of good amplitude i find doing like a big drop to flats an easy way
0: of you i guess know, you use the term bang for your buck
1: yeah bang it's for like your buck yeah i mean big exposure it's, big drops you know big camps, you go and, you, you know, know start doing drops that are uh, like 10 foot plus because not many folk enjoy are doing them and they're relatively straightforward depending on what they are you know, up to a certain height but they you know they definitely add something good telling a wee story helps as well doesn't yeah.
2: it I think emotion like creating yeah.
1: something that's gonna either
2: make somebody question like how did that happen how did that how did yeah. you do that or or even give somebody the fear yeah <laughs> I guess it's such a simple one like the slabs that, isn't it that people if yeah.
0: I was the psycho like it's quite fascinating psychology that People, I guess it's kind of like the same as watching a horror film, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, the feeling like people get a buzz off feeling uneasy, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, I guess people, you want to share something like with
2: someone else to see if they get the same reaction to you. Yeah, And I think if you can create a video that gives you a reaction, then you're more likely to share it with someone else to see. That's, yeah,
1: that's the nature of viral, isn't it? It's, emo- yeah. it's emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It Figuring is,
0: something, someone. And I yeah. guess there are different videos of the year as well it's definitely not, easy. All, not yeah, necessarily yeah. Be triggering the same emotions and I suppose like Cascadia we talked about which is like massive exposure yeah, slabs um ridges got a lot of that as well it's I kind of a
1: there's easy emotions to tap into I think I mean being on the edge of uh like Cascadia and the slabs for instance um the Ridge as well it's kind of the Ridge is somewhere in between but there's like a fear of heights is an easy it's an easy emotion to tap into um
2: I think everyone can experience it, can't they? Yeah. I
1: think that's what's so good with it. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's harder to start tapping into the more like astonishment and disbelief, you know, like if you're, especially if you're going down the sort of street riding, the street riding genre and you're trying to do something that's sort of going to work on a level where it's just out and out, amazing riding. You have to work very hard for that. You know, I sometimes will look at skateboarding and BMX videos where I'm completely blown away by what they're doing. It's completely just on a different level, but sometimes it can be hard to relate to. I think for people out with that scene, just because it's either so technical or don't know, it's maybe packaged up in a different way kind of thing. But.
0: Yeah, I guess sometimes it's not necessarily like all technical, all scary. It's like there can be a mixture if of If you the tell a wee well. story
1: with it or something, and then the, and then the music's a huge part the music and the cut is a huge part you know if you cut the uh, the film to the emotion of the music um you'll definitely tap into folks subconscious a lot better you know rise up on the big stuff and
0: slow it down in the slow stuff and all that kind of thing so yeah i can sometimes be like it's not, like a real art not just the um fact that the music like accompanies the song the writing so well sometimes i think like one bonus that you can sometimes get with a video is like actually just introducing somebody to a new band or songs like a huge bonus to like give when i think you've probably done that in some of the stuff you've done before so okay. um I right, watch your next what are the next projects you got coming up boys yeah. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> never ending oh, well obviously you we can talk about X Games I guess you yeah. don't want to give too much away but X Games um, i maybe get Robbie to explain to the listeners and viewers what the X Games video contest that you guys have been working on actually is so
2: the X Games video contest it's the first year they've run it they've done it for years with skateboarding real street real BMX as well and ski snowboard as well moto and this year's the first mountain bike to- one which is quite cool um, just a film and a rider make a video that has to be 1 minute 30 and yeah gets judged
1: easy, easy as that <laughs>
2: <laughs> you'd think 1 minute 30 would be quite straightforward yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so it's obviously it's it's essentially like an online video contest yeah um, and it's yourself plus 4 other riders is it? Uh, 5 I think it's like DJ DJ Brandt um, uh, I, don't, I won't get this guy's name Brad is it Braga Vestavec Sandler, Cam Zink, and Cam Zink, and
1: the best,
2: Brandon Seminick. Oh, god, yeah, gosh, yeah I think you're gonna say Danny,
0: Brandon
1: yeah. and Danny. Yeah, I and mean, we, we, we kind of got drafted in kind of last minute to the uh to the contest because uh Fabio Widmer uh unfortunately had a crash in his motorbike and broke his foot, so um, we kind of got the was it November, late November? I think kinda? it was, I think you
2: heard about it in the middle of or start of November but it, nothing was confirmed until the end
1: oh
0: yeah um, so then we we had sort of December and January yeah so you've obviously spent the last few weeks shooting that won't get into specifics about tricks and stuff how's it been shooting it's been a hard one stuff? No, it's, it's been, been really. tough in the Welsh yeah. Winter. It's been,
2: yeah it's been tough I think well the mixture of me having a newborn baby yeah and, and I think Danny, baby. Yeah, maybe, Danny yeah yeah
1: For some reason on this, on the X Games one, it was definitely hard to get my mind in check. You know, I don't know why. It just wasn't, just the switch, the fear switch. It was just difficult to click. And I don't know if it's just being in, just trying to film in the countryside in Wales in January with like wet run-ups. I don't like that. I don't like it when things are harder than they look. Um... (laughs) you know uh that's like if you're making a film yeah if you're making a film you want to go for you say bang for your buck you want to go for things that are look impressive but hopefully they were as hard as they looked but trying to work with uh muddy run-ups and you know just cold pretty sort of miserable days for everyone although we did get i mean well we've had every yeah it's been snowing quite a lot lots of rain to you know, flooding even down here, and but we did we we've had some sunny spells as well. So it's
0: not short obvious. days is obviously hard as well. Yeah. Suddenly, like I don't think we really factored that in when we were deciding to shoot mm. it, where it was like, oh, we've got like two weeks, but two weeks in the winter in Wales is basically like one well, week. Two weeks or was it longer? Or, when do we start?
1: Started as uh, the beginning First, of second January. Week. So, yeah, second week of January. So, yeah, it's, so, been so quite
2: it's been, been like t- almost a month then. Yeah,
0: yeah, which a is a good chunk. Now it's funny how like you can take um two days to shoot video like the slabs and then a month to shoot a video like this at x games part which four is days, like four days to do one trick. The yeah I'm not gonna lie it was
1: tempting to just put the slabs in as our uh <laughs> <laughs> as our competition entry cool but um
0: how do you I, feel if i do you think it changes the mindset of when you actually because usually when you're making a video it's very much like a standalone piece mm-hmm and whilst people will make comparisons to other videos, it's never directly, by its very definition, a competition like it is in this X Games thing. Or you, do you think it's not really been a factor for you too much?
1: It's You kind of, I mean, like I'm not personally, I don't consider myself a competitive person. You, you But you want to also, you know, I want to do my ride and justice and I want to, you know, do it for as a team you know try to kind of do the best we can but i just you kind of want to put in something that represents your riding mm. and i think we've managed to do that but it was pretty tough
2: i think it's also like the fact that it's for x games like in in our well not in what we mostly focus on but it's been such like an inspiration yeah, for the yeah, years. For sure. like x games is TV yeah like as we're when we were all kids that was the sort of one bit of extreme sports action sports that we could actually get to watch really yeah, competitively sure. anyway um, so I think it's I don't know it's pretty cool just to do it for that and you just want to you don't want to do it just
0: no no definitely not cool definitely. to see the um, cool to see everyone's part as well it's it's yeah I mean it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's funny to sort of think of you know, it's it's not really. I think with within, with action sports, well there is an element of competition I think like I don't know. It doesn't really. I don't. I don't think anyone that's entering that will really be like too stressed about, necessarily winning that. It's all no. about just doing the best. Yeah. Just best part. It makes
1: me laugh. It makes me laugh about being involved in like a real MTB competition. As a, I mean, obviously I'm a mountain bike rider, but they sort of trials,
0: sort of orientated. Let's say so. You know, I think, I think the fair. term that our mates Dave and George uses, is "trials geek," isn't it? <laughs> trials geek. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: So i have de- I mean, i have definitely tried to just represent. You know, you know, when you're up against Cam Zink, you're not going to go and uh, or brag, bragger, who are every other competitor. You're not going to go and send a big, you know, yeah, any big jump to, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess it's everyone's just going to kind of, yeah, do well, their thing with it. I think yeah, that's really. why it's quite a cool mixture of people within that because it's like quite a few different yeah. styles.
1: I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what you know. Yeah. I
2: don't know how you could judge it, it's yeah. gonna be yeah. such a weird yeah, one for you. That. Yeah, because it's such like, a different selection. You've got people that do the most insane combo tricks, the ones that do the biggest jumps, um, and then Danny that rides along st- like skinny stuff. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. But don't know if we did anything on skinny stuff, really. Probably don't mention it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's,
0: there's some teasers going on there. I think we could, you could probably guarantee that I was going to try to ride along something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Danny the a full like, slope style then. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to do, it's a bit of a shameless uh, plug stroke, um, putting the feelers out. We were talking about one of the things you're obviously wanting to do in the future is buy a new, oh, yes. a new farm stroke house, compound kind of place. hmm Um, It's not been going so well of late, but
1: that's kind
0: of quite key into like, it's not necessarily a video thing, but it's kind of your next, what you're looking to do next, I suppose, isn't
1: it? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, definitely sort of thinking about what I'd like to do in the next few years and, you know, what countries I'd like to stay in. I think staying in Scotland kind of makes sense for me. I had thought about moving to sunnier climates, different places, but all my friends and family are back home. And there's so much there's just so much untapped kind of writing there that I'd still like to kinda of go and do. Um so the dream would be to try to find like a house with some outbuildings, ideally like a small farm with some land that I can start sort of making some content from home. You know, I think uh just seems like an obvious thing to do. It'd be nice not to maybe have to travel so much to make some of the videos all the time and also maybe give some younger writers an opportunity to um make films or even hold competitions there you know whether it's i don't know i'd love to do anything you know like hold a slope style event there or i don't know goodness knows what else so um anybody listening to this knows of any farms <laughs> or nice houses going for sale yeah
0: just, having sitting, just on, sitting on a farm fancy downsizing yeah kind of it. Soon. yeah let, me us, let us know <laughs> Hit me we, should start, we should start an email specifically for that. It's like yeah. finddannyahouse at, at gmail.com. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: let, let him take it off your hands. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> Get some ostriches,
1: a few llamas, a couple of goats. The Perfect. E-bike loop. Oh, e-bike loop. Yeah, it has to be in there. Yeah. Ideally, it's got some hills to go e-biking as well.
0: That'd okay, so what's, what's the checklist? It's a farm <laughs> with at least, what, like four or five bedrooms for people to come stay
1: maybe another right. maybe another house for oh, just, more. just another house <laughs> yeah. plus for, a
0: building that you could set up trial stuff plus hills
1: What's, on the doorstep yeah woodland maybe a hillside oh, on the back list longer.
2: lake anything else oh yeah
0: lock. Yeah, i mean <laughs> lock yeah that'd be quite good and um oh well that'll do i'm yeah. sure you can maybe give up like you can maybe give up on one or two of those points if there are other yeah other boxes somewhere around
1: sterling Perthshire, kind of highlands maybe down people's way who knows
0: sweet well there you go cool well we wanted to keep it relatively short because um i'm sure we'll probably do the podcast with you guys maybe separately where we'll talk about yourselves a little bit more in depth but yeah i think we'll call it there cool. thank you for coming on um where should the guys find the slabs and hit you guys up if they haven't already which i'm pretty sure they have but i suppose you can see it if you
1: just type in danny mccaskill the slabs into youtube and there's a film and then there's behind the scenes we 15 minute clip of, of how we made it and
0: then other stuff in there that you can go and have a look at as also well, yeah nice and robbie where should what where should people find you on line or your company online
2: yeah go we are com or instagram i guess Yeah, Robbie
0: underscore Mead. Nice. Well, there you go. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) So there we have it. That was Danny McCaskill and Robbie Mead on the Drop-In Podcast. It was definitely a little bit of a hard one to get going because we've just spent so much time together and almost know each other too well. Thank you to those boys for sitting down with me. Thank you as always to you guys for tuning in. It's great to hear your support on our various social media channels. You can find us at Podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like to see a video version of the podcast, you can find that on YouTube. Just search the Drop in Podcast. It would be awesome if you hit subscribe on your chosen podcast platform. It will definitely help us get the podcast out there a little bit more as we kick off this journey. But thank you as always for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.